0: Welcome to season two of *Legend of the Rambo House Saints*, um, brought to you with an actual official sponsor. If you look straight up above my head here in the video, Poppet's Coffee, uh, Poppetscoffee.com. It's some of the best coffee you will ever try, especially with their grog. And uh, without further ado, um, for those of you who watch watched already, only for those of you who, for some reason, are jumping in in season two. Uh, I'm James Smith, I'm the Game Master for Nights of the Smith Dinner Table, and with me I have my four players, Um, why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourself, and tell us who you're playing. I'm Mike, I'm playing
1: Blizender Moonbeam, a gnomish sorcerer, and the best thing since Popsicles.
0: (laughs) Dustin?
2: Um, I am Dustin. I am playing bid dud Leadfoot, and I'm not very good at voices, and you will see that shortly.
0: Uh, who's next? Who wants to go next?
3: I'm Nick. I'm playing Kratos uh, Odo. He is a rather large man, and he is a uh,
0: fighter. And that leaves us with one last player.
4: I am Kristen, and I play Spike, who is a cactus leshy. And I am the coolest cactus leshy these people have ever met.
0: And also the only cactus leshy they have ever met.
2: There it is.
0: (laughs) Okay, so when uh, last we left off at the end of Season 1 our heroes had managed to fight off an invasion of orcs against the town of Trunau. And right towards the end of it, they saw the leader of the invasion making his way into a cave which led underneath the city of, or not city, the town of Trunau. They entered it they fought this half-orc alchemist by the name of Screed. And uh, after that, when they came back out, they were celebrated by the town as heroes and were given a hero's welcome. And people are blowing up my phone, don't know what that's about, but it can wait. Anyway, so you guys have had a few days now to rest, relax, just generally uh, kind of take it easy, especially with how insane your first few days in town were. It was just one thing pounding right into the next and into the next, and then the invasion, which you guys had to help take care of. And finally, after a few days, Halgra, the chief defender of Trunau, calls you into her office and... <laughs> my wife is attacking me with my infant. <laughs> and uh, Sounds like a
2: losing battle.
0: Yeah, right? So, anyway, she calls you in to join her in the meeting room at the Ivory Hall, which is Trunau's government seat. And she says, welcome friends. I'm glad to see that uh, all of you are doing well by the looks of it. Thanks to you, and of course, the many other defenders of Trunau, we have uh, managed to stave off this first invasion. However, the rest of the council and I worry that there may be bigger problems to come and that our troubles with the orcs are far from over. We would like you to, uh, head up to the leader of the orcs. I believe her name was Grinseldeck? Something like that. Go to her lair and end her threat to Trinnell. If you guys are willing to do this, we're willing to part with fifteen hundred gold.
1: Is is that each or total?
0: Total. Uh, Just checking.
2: Where, where's where's her lair at?
0: So, from what we've gathered from the orc prisoners we took, we believe that she is at an old. Fort called Red Lake Fort far to the north of here it's actually up in what used to be part of Last Wall but is now part of uh, the Horde of Bulkson. Ah. if you're so willing I happen to know that there is a riverboat captain who can take you guys most of the way there But I, when- don't, I
2: don't know how good my sea legs are
0: And you won't be on the sea.
2: I was just trying an expression. I'm not very good at those either.
0: Mm, Clearly. But, uh, if you are willing to do this, I've already, like I said, managed to arrange transportation. And there is someone else who will need to speak with you in a turn of expression.
1: What say you? I want the other half of this rock, so I'm going. Excellent. How
0: There's about... a lot
2: of giants and orcs up there. I I want to see what they're all about.
0: Excellent. I think it's worth it. Hmm. Chris? And how about you, credo?
3: Yeah, I mean, I would be willing to go as well as soon as uh, I get this, this little bit of a limp uh, taken care of.
0: I'm sure we can work something out. Well then, let me introduce you to one of my longest time friends. And... She walks to one of the doors, opens it, motions, and a long, silver-haired elf comes walking in. Um, the same one that I believe you guys rescued.
1: Yeah, I remember that guy.
0: He looks ancient. Long, white hair. Um. He doesn't look as frail as he did when you guys rescued him, but he's definitely looking... Like, he's seen more than just a few centuries. And as he walks in, he bows to you, sits down in a chair, and Halger then says, Unfortunately, Silvermane is mute. So he communicates through a form of sign language that years of dealing with him, I have managed to learn and translate. And... With that, Silvermane looks at her, and he starts making these intricate and very fast hand gestures towards her, and she says, so, Silvermane was once part of the Council of Thorns, and there is a place called the Vault of Thorns. It's a demiplane created by the Council of which he was part. The entrance of the vault is located within the Ghostlight March, which is a swamp northeast surrounding the confluence of the Kestrel and Esk rivers. She pauses for a moment, watches him do his intricate signing again, and then she goes on and says, Silverman says that the vault contains a cache of items, which should help you in your fight against the Twisted Heart uh, tribe. As well as the twisted nails. But he doesn't have any specific details about the items. She pauses again. and He stops and thinks for a moment. And he signs a little slow. Like he's trying to tell her something that... Who's all noisy?
1: Uh, I had to get my notebook <laughs> and something slammed on accident. Okay.
0: <laughs> trying but, uh, to take notes.
2: <laughs> What? Stop it, Mike, stop it.
0: Take notes. It's almost like you're a, a a professional role player or something.
1: I wouldn't say I'm professional, but <laughs> my HR reports definitely say I'm not professional.
0: Um, as I was saying, Silverman is definitely moving slow, like he's trying to explain something complicated to her that they may not have discussed in the past. And she's watching him. And then she says, uh, Well, it seems that you should look for a marker in the form of a circle of thorns carved into a stone near the banks of the river Esk the marker will put you on the right path through the swamp to find the vault, but the entrance to the demi-plane is hidden. And as she says that, the ancient elf pulls out what appears to be an old, leaf-embossed brass lantern that looks like it might even be older than he is. And she continues on. Uh Oh, pardon me. I haven't had to speak this much lately, so it's causing me to yawn more. Needed to go drink some of that great
1: Poppet's coffee.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Got a cup right here. Um,
1: wait, wait. So, 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 Sorry to interrupt. You're telling me I get to go get the other half of this rock, you're going to pay me for it, and I get to loot an ancient druid stronghold.
0: Solomon looks at you only mildly crossly, and then he just nods once. With respect, of course. I won't defile anything. And he tilts his head to you in acknowledgement. Um, Hagra, who looks, or Halgra, not Hagra, Halgra, who looks a little impatient with your interruption, says, If I may continue. Nope. Oh. Please, go on. He says this is called a ghostlight lantern. And that if you place the husk of a dead... Willow wisp? I think that's what, what he's saying. Um, inside the lantern, the lamp will produce a beacon that points to the circle of standing stones that marks the vault's entrance. Once you reach the druidic circle all you'll need to do is wash the supernaturally fueled lantern's light over the central standing stone to open the portal to the vault of thorns. And she looks back at Silvermane and says, did, did I get all that right? And he smiles benignly at her. Um, kind of like what you would expect your grandfather to do with his granddaughter. <clears throat> and,
2: um, so we need to take this ship, go up the river, look for a circle of stones. Obtain a o wisp husk, put in the lamp, point it at the stones. Go inside of this ancient druidic—what uh, do you call it? Stronghold, fort, Didn't fortress. Okay. And then we're gonna get stuff that's gonna help us. Then we go to Red Lake Fort, and you just want us to kill this Gransel Gransel deck?
0: That I will leave to you.
1: Negotiate, or... I I thought she's going to give me my rock willingly.
0: Exactly. From what we gathered, she is a hill giant, and they are not fond of us smaller folk
1: as well as she wanted this rock, and I pulled the half of the, the geode out. It says so in her letter, remember? Did I even let you read that? Uh, Sorry, I don't, here,
2: uh, read this uh, letter. Okay. Uh, done. I'm, I'm <laughs> a fast reader. <laughs> yeah, looks like she wants that rock, so it's um, probably not going to go nicely, but we're not going to, like, get in trouble for being mercenaries in a place that like we really gonna be in, right.
0: No. From what Silverman has told me in the past, um, no one should be there anymore.
2: Oh, I'm talking about like uh, the red lake fort, right? We know she's there.
0: Yes, that's what all the okay. orcs have said.
2: Okay.
1: The the one she sent to kill you all.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I got that part. Like, I'm not mad about killing her. I just wanted the instructions to be really clear. Because um, Kratos over here, uh, he follows directions pretty well, but they have to be pretty simple.
1: And well, so... it's basically this. They want to take his hammer, and he needs to use it to stop them. Yeah, I like this hammer.
2: Yeah, and, and, and I like you, Kratos. Just remember that. Just I, I'm your friend, not food. But uh, it seems simple enough, I guess. So, I mean, how long will it take for you to patch up Kratos' leg? I looked at it, but I didn't really have a whole lot oh. of resources to fix it.
0: Uh, we can have uh, Silvermane give it a try.
2: Oh, that'd be great.
0: And uh, he roll or he uh, steps forward, looks down at the leg, and I don't think I I did not. <sighs> nope, I did not. Okay. So I know what it would be. So we're gonna give it a shot. He's definitely got the power points. Why did it not add the wild die?
1: I mean, it's still a success, which means he's healed anyway. So. Yep. Because in Savage Worlds, a four means you pass. Indeed.
0: So Best he kneels down next to Kratos holds his hands close to Krato's injured leg, and they begin to glow this soft greenish light and almost like a warm spring breeze kind of flows through the room and Crater your injury is completely healed
3: I'm going to kind of stand up and kind of do one of those like you know when you stand up after like your leg falls asleep and you kind of do that little stretch move right there try to wake it back up mm-hmm. just doing that making sure everything's improper and working fine
0: hmm
1: and it seems to be working great uh, seeing the amount of power he just put out uh, we're going to we're going to make sure we uh, respectfully extra respectfully loop the <laughs> council of <laughs> yeah. thornstemby plain
0: uh, howger then says well i have already uh, secured your passage for your aboard a keelboat that regularly ply- plies the rivers of Belksin. The riverboat's captain is a half-orc named Rag Blood Tusk, and he's agreed to transport you to the ghost light and then on up the river Esk to a location near Red Lake Fort in exchange for your efforts in helping sail the boat and defending it from anybody who uh, decides to attack it. And I should say anybody or anything. While the river Esk is relatively safe, it's not completely safe. Um he will okay. be waiting for you until midday tomorrow.
2: Okay, um
0: you'll meet with him about 3 miles south of town on the River Esk.
2: All righty. I think we have enough information maybe. Um let's go. you guys have any
1: more questions for her? Nope. Nope. Just nods at her as as if we're equals and Zender walks out.
0: Okay. So before you go, is there anything you guys want to buy or pick up or anything like that? Well, let's see. As a
1: group, since I've been the one keeping track of this, uh, we're sitting at about thirty-one, thirty-two hundred 3,200 gold pieces, 52 platinum, so... We'll say 3,700 gold pieces for easy math's sake.
4: Do we need to buy some healing potions before we go? That'd
1: probably be a good idea. Alright. I believe... Healing potions, any scrolls they might have...
2: Yeah, it's all your department, so whatever you're feeling. I mean, I already have healer's tools, so as far as from a healing standpoint, I don't know. If there's anything we can get right now that would be better for yeah. me.
0: The Temple two Iomidae does have potions of minor healing available, and they are willing to sell them to you for a 10% discount considering how much you guys did to uh, help the town. And those typically go for... Oh, there it is. Dang it. I apologize. Uh, 150 gold each.
1: So 15 off of that, so they're going for 135 each? Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How many have they got in
0: stock? Uh, They have... Let's see. We'll we'll make this a... Roll. Plus three. So they have four in stock right now.
1: Okay. Definitely just getting all of those. Because
0: those are useful. Okay. And I will... Through. Can you pull them out of the. Uh... Yeah,
1: I'll f- pull them out.
0: Okay.
3: And I have a question. Is there a weapon lanyard in this system?
0: Like a. Uh...
3: Weapon she? chain? No. So, like something I could attach to my weapon, attach to my person. So, therefore, if I drop it or anything like that, it doesn't go that far. A tether. Um, Primarily because I got this really sweet hammer And we're going to be on a boat Which means we're going to be over water
0: Indeed let us, let us go back to the actual Pathfinder books Because I think there is something in the Ultimate Equipment book And prices are really close to the same
2: um, And then another question for the group Should we consider a repair kit or two? Just in case something breaks
1: while we're out. Uh, I I don't have any skill in repairing things, so that doesn't really seem like something I would need. But if you need it, absolutely. I don't really
2: need it. I don't think I really have a skill in it either. Let's see.
0: Okay. Um, um,
2: oh, I do. I have a D4 in repair. Um, for but I just didn't know if, group wise, if that would be something we'd be interested in.
0: Cradle, there is something called a weapon cord. It only costs a silver. And it's a two-foot long leather set of leather straps that attach your weapon to your wrist so that if you drop your weapon or disarm, you can recover it as a free action.
3: Deal. I will take... A couple of those, so I have extras just in case they break.
0: Okay,
1: I've got you down for three off of our silver. And then can I just Perfect. have one for my spear? That okay, be... done. I'm keeping. I'm doing the money thing. Yeah. Yep. All right. What scrolls can I find in town?
0: Scrolls? Um. Yes. They have scrolls of healing, of course. Um, let me open my gear. Thing back up again let me see what else they would have
1: I don't think I've got enough money for any wands, wands are
0: expensive indeed so they do have uh, let's do let's see how many scrolls of healing they have so we'll do a d6 plus 3 because it's coming from the church, they have 6 scrolls of healing um they go. The base price is three
1: hundred, and then ten percent off of that to seventy. Mm-hmm. I can use healing scrolls. as just a smart die check for any magical items that aren't on my spell casting.
0: Um, they also have straight up one scroll of bolt
1: that, and uh, that's only a hundred
0: mm-hmm. and that you would get from a uh, agrit stag star sarah's wife well definitely grabbing that and what else would she have that's on her spell list um a scroll of lower trait Let's see how many of those she has. Straight up, D4 roll. Comes up one, so she's got one of those.
1: Okay, how much is that one?
0: Base price is 200.
1: Okay, buying that. And then how many of these healing scrolls do we want at 270 a pop? Um,
2: I can't cast them, so
1: that's on you. So... Well, do we want to leave here broke but stocked is really the question. um, Are we going to
2: have anywhere to spend money on a river
1: bank? Uh, Between here and the fort, there is no stopping for towns from just looking at a cursory glance of the map.
2: I would say broke. All of them. Because we don't need it.
0: Done. All right. Anything else you guys want to pick up?
1: Uh, We're down to 52 platinum, 736 gold pieces, some silver and copper.
2: Mm -mm -mm. I I can't think of anything, but is there something I'm not thinking of that would help an alchemist?
0: um you can always pick up things like uh alchemist's fire uh acid flasks yeah. things like that
2: you still got you. you're still paranoid of fire yeah
1: fire's yeah. why would anybody want to use fire as a weapon yeah. that's so ridiculous
2: cuz i got rid of my alchemist fire and picked up four acid flasks at the end of
0: last season
2: because of that um
0: but there's other alchemical items as well that you can find in the compendium
2: I was going to say should I pick up like a formula because this I don't really have like a formula book
0: right you do that's what you store your your powers in
2: okay so uh, maybe I'll look at a formula or two that might be useful
0: like just for straight up crafting um, Cause all, oh, yeah, because
2: I can't use it as a power, right?
0: Right. right. All the alchemical yeah. items are non-magical.
1: Yeah. Let's see. We might need light. So an ever-burning torch might be a good idea.
3: Uh, you got a sovereign glue to the I back think of my helmet? That's idea do have
1: some Sovereign Glue. We do have Sovereign Glue. Yeah. That, that sounds like a brilliant <laughs> idea. All right. That's 110 gold pieces down. Uh, Did you want one of those repair kits?
0: And I'm, I'm going to give you a Benny for that idea there, Nick.
1: <laughs> yeah, might as well pick up one at least. So, Nick, go ahead and drag yourself an ever-burning torch to you. Cool. Let me get to it. How much is a repair kit? I don't even see a repair oh. kit on the thing. Yeah, yeah, it should I be either. One either.
0: Do, 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 do. Tools and kits.
3: Oh, I actually don't have a helmet. I should probably get one if we're going to sovereign glue it to it.
0: Indeed. Um, I would say that the repair kit would fall under Artisan's Tools.
2: Do you just want me to drag that over to me, Mike?
1: Yeah, what's the price on it? Uh, five.
0: And then just rename the item to Repair Kit. Okay. Gear,
2: Artisan's Tools.
1: Do you want an enclosed Heavy Helm, or a regular Heavy Helm there, uh, Krayto? Probably just a regular. Alright, 250 off for that. Does Spike need anything?
4: um not that i can think of
2: um so it says a cannon is a cost of zero so could we get one of those for the boat
0: no they are unavailable in this area
1: and we don't have any mounts to buy anything for or need for any mounts
0: And I was wrong about the travel time. It's about 18 miles north of Yeah,
1: It's just a couple-hour walk.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. We'll leave in the morning, have a nice light stroll. Um, Sovereign glue the ever-burning torch to the... (laughs) Top of the helmet So it's just a beacon of light So I'll take the Sovereign
2: glue off of my
1: List Yep That's a good use for it
0: Okay You guys got anything else you're gonna get?
1: Uh, I think that's about it Uh, How much would a Fancy Scroll case Be Uh, uh, the base one's only a gold but I want something fancy
0: uh, let's say two gold then okay
1: I'll pay for that in copper, 200 copper for that (laughs) to store all my pretty scrolls in
2: yeah I think I'm good, everything else was like rings and also was looking at of magical gear, but
1: we don't uh that kind of monies. Yeah, no, we, we don't got magic money, but we might need rations. True. Uh, what's the estimated length of this journey?
0: Um, could be weeks, could be months. It just depends on the conditions you'll face out there with the weather and everything. I mean it's it's late summer now. So
1: I'll just say we drop to ten platinum on rations. Okay. And then we can just
0: figure out how many that is later.
1: Yeah, just let us know if we need to start hunting.
0: Okay. All right. Paid for it. So you guys get your last night of rest in a nice, comfortable bed at the Rainbow House. And the next morning you set out. Uh, Halga, as you're leaving, provides you with a letter of introduction. And the trip north is relatively. Uneventful. You pass farmers here and there, but the road is well maintained, and you get all the way up to the docks that are on the river. Or sorry, not the river. Ask the Kestrel River. And sitting out in the water at the end of one of the docks is a boat that's about a hundred and twenty feet long. It looks about a quarter of a quarter is wide as it is long and it just looks ungainly like somebody scavenged the wrecks of several boats and just kind of cobbled them together it's got a wide forecastle and a tower like structure at the bow with a high aft castle at the stern um, you guys see that there is a bank of rowing ports at least on this side You would assume that it would have them on the other side. And on the main deck, there's what appears to be a small structure. Um, Looks like they just built like a shed right on the deck. And as you approach, you guys see a half-orc walking down the game plank towards you. And... uh, let me show you what he looks like. Oops, I'm in the wrong adventure book. There we go. This is what he looks like.
1: Oh, big, he's he's had a rough life. Big big fella.
0: Big burly. There's my mouse. Um, big burly half orc. No, he doesn't have his weapons out, of course. But he does have them resting on his hips, uh, kukri on one side, the a semi, or a falchion. Sorry, on the other. Is it a falchion? Let me double check.
1: I believe it is.
0: No, it's a scimitar. Oh,
1: shit! Shows you how long it's been since I've looked at
0: this book. <laughs> and uh, as you guys approach him, he says, "Well met. I'm Captain Rag Blood Tusk." I assume you're the folks that Halgra sent north to meet me?
2: Yeah, hi. I'm Sid.
0: Hmm. O- okay. Well, anybody who travels on my boat, they have to help. So you're going to have to pull your own weight. And that was part of the agreement I made with Halgra. Come on aboard, store your stuff, and... uh We'll get underway uh, within an hour.
1: I'm gonna lean over to Spike. Did did I miss the memo where they said we were gonna have to work on this ship?
4: You must have, because I was concerned. She told us we were gonna have to help steer or something.
0: Yeah, man. He, he doesn't even wait for you guys. He just turns around and strolls right up to the gangplank
1: remember them saying anything
0: about work.
1: (sighs) This is going to wreak havoc on my manicure. I just start walking.
0: (laughs) Alright, and you guys, make your way up the game plank, and one of the first things that you notice is that uh, all of the crew members are half orcs. And uh, let me bring you up to the map, I am going to, why, I need to add a couple of things here, including your guys' tokens, because for some reason it did not change the token types. So I will just use the base. Alright, go to the heroes, and we have Cradle coming aboard, Blizz coming aboard, Spike, and last but not least, Thid, and I will bring you guys to the map. so like I said you guys see some half orcs out on the decks they're kind of looking at you oddly and uh, move him down to you guys Captain Ragg comes up with you and he says alright you can head up there to the forecastle, go in through those double doors it's up past the stables here and take your stuff up to the uh, to the crew quarters just above the kitchen in the forecastle. After you're done with that, report to coxswain uh, shit. Coxswain Halrex. She'll get your assignments. Okay. He's just, huh, like,
2: super intimidated on this boat.
0: He, uh, walks straight to the back, straight to the stern, and up to the pilot's deck.
1: I don't care what her name is. If she swings her cock at me, I'm going to have a problem. (laughs) Don't knock until you try it.
0: (laughs) Um, Uh, I always say... Oh, I apologize. So as you guys make your way back, you can see that this is definitely a stables area, which seems kind of odd to have on a boat. Oh, you guys went downstairs. Oops.
2: Oh. Oh, where did you guys? Uh, hello?
1: They went downstairs. I did not. Oh, I don't know what they're doing.
0: Yeah, all the teleports are currently active. So this is in the kitchen? Yep. Up the stairs, he said. Upstairs from the kitchen. And that work, or that half work, there just kind of side eyes you as you guys come in.
1: Stoma stuff, and then let's go find the corner. Cockswing halrex
0: Alright, and in the time it takes you guys to get there, stop right back here on the main deck. No, back here, out. Back out here where out. we were. And Whoa. I'm going to go get her.
2: Running into walls. Ship's moving a little bit. The balance is all off.
0: And... As you guys come back out onto the main deck, you see, of all things, a full-blooded female orc. And that is what she looks like. Um, for those of you who are just listening, I, sh- I should have described uh, Captain Wagg a little bit better. But Helga, she definitely is a full-blooded orc. She stands about six, six feet or so tall. Very broad-shouldered, very well muscled. Looks like her nose may have been broken in the past, like it was shoved upwards into her face. Um, She's got the, the bright yellow eyes of her kin. And as you guys approach her, she looks you all up and down and says, All right, we got a few jobs. Not sure you folks would be able to handle any of them, but we'll see. So could use somebody to help glass in the kitchen cooking. We could use some folks helping with uh, catching the fish for the day. If someone is feeling brave, they can go up the uh, crow's nest atop the mast everybody gets to spend a few hours rowing each day. We could also use a sounder as our last sounder decided to uh, jump ship. And we need somebody to muck the stalls daily. So you guys can choose, but remember, everybody needs to spend at least five hours a day rowing. She kind of looks back and forth at you guys. I'm just blinking at her. Do you
4: see how little my arms
3: are? Yeah? Oh. You know, I'll, I'll take the cactus' to shift on rowing. I'll do a double shift on
0: rowing. All right. Head on below decks. Find you a spot, preferably on the port side. And she's eyeing the rest of you. What, what's uh, a sounder uh, do? You help the pilot avoid the showers on the riverbeds. You use a rope, knotted rope, to determine how deep the water is out ahead of the ship. Or out ahead of the boat.
2: I could, I could help cook, I, I would guess.
0: Alright, head they, to the kitchen. be that
2: much different than alchemy, I assume.
0: She raises an eyebrow. Just go to the kitchen.
2: Yes, ma'am.
0: All right. What about you, too?
4: Can I go sit in the crow's nest?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Fantastic. And points up the nest. And uh, what about you, little weird-looking gnome? That's a
1: old statement coming from a cockswinger. Coxswain. Yeah, that's what I said. No, that's not what you said. That's what it sounds like. The tusks. Messes. Um, I don't know. This isn't my wheelhouse. You need something. You need a dragon for something? I got you. Ice? Yes. Manual labor? I have no idea what I'm doing. All right.
0: Well, I think you might uh, start all the horses, so... You get to help fish. Dragons like fish.
1: Food is tasty. Sounds like the least likely thing to mess
0: up my nails. All right. After she gets everybody assigned, she heads below... And, you guys can hear Captain Rag shouting orders to begin to make way. And within about 10 minutes, you guys have left the docks. And, uh, Cradle? Downstairs? Below decks? You see that there are several half here, already in their positions. And Helgra reaches down as she enters and picks up this war drum, like an orcish war drum. hangs it from her shoulders, and she begins counting the, uh, the beats that she wants you guys to follow for the uh, rowing. Yeah, my brain is working, honest. Now, as you're climbing up, Spike, I need you to make a first and athletics check to climb up to the uh, crow's nest. Oh, look at that ace. A second ace. Third ace.
4: I'm super fast. It's on my spikes.
0: That is a grand total of 21. That is a, a super nice roll. Um you scurry up the, the mast using the different ropes and everything and make your way up and there actually is nobody up there currently. Okay. Uh, so anytime you're in the crow's nest you get a plus two bonus on notice checks to uh, see any else because I mean you are like 50 or 60 feet up from the deck itself which puts you about 30 feet no, 40 feet above the, uh, uppermost portion of the foredeck. All right. And, uh, Thid, since you're in there helping cook, uh... Yeah. Th- this half-work, he... He looks kind of dirty.
2: Uh, hi, I'm, I'm Thid. Uh, I guess I'm helping you cook. <laughs> Gashnak. Is that what we're making today?
0: No, I'm Gashnak.
2: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> all right. So we're making stew surprise. Oh. And as as you're looking at all the stuff, the spice rack and I use that term loosely, has a bunch of like pepper and salt shakers that you, you obviously can't see through them because they're all wooden. And you're not sure what's in any of them because he did not label them.
2: And I do like a notice check or a science check to see if I could determine what's in them by the smell or like remnants on the rim of them.
0: Well, as, as you're getting ready to climb up enough to where you can reach the spice rack, he looks over and says, No, no, I handle the spices. Here. And he picks up a bucket of fish that looks like they were fresh caught sometime in the past few hours and uh, hands it to you and says, Dehead and descale." scale Okay. And... Uh,
2: He's going to grab one of these crates and just carry it around with him so he can reach the countertop everywhere he goes.
0: <laughs> All right. So he gets you de-heading and de-scaling the fish. And speaking of fish, as the, the few hours that you guys are moving today, uh, one of the crew members, um, by the name of Sharg, he, he's actually pretty polite, and he introduces himself to you, Blizz. Uh, and he's showing you the ropes of how to do the fishing. And we we'll typically do it, and he'll come back here to show you, back in this section of the boat. And you see it's a pretty simple setup. They have nets that they just drop into the water and trail behind the boat for a little while, and then you have to pull them up. Um... And as he's going, he says, here, you give it a try. Keep an eye out, because you've got to steer the nets around the the pockets of fish down there, or schools, or whatever you guys call them. Um, Your choice of either a survival or a strength check.
1: Well, let's see. I don't have survival, so strength is what it's going to be.
0: Hmm. Alright, here it comes. Rolling it up. A six. A six. Very nice. I'll keep it. So it's it's extremely tiring, but you are able to haul in the net by kind of guesstimating right where your, your weight limit would be, and Shark is nice enough to help you a little bit more along the lines of giving you pointers, and he says, now... I'm glad that you're able to help me because we got four nets total on this boat and it's been just me pulling them in. So if you pull two, I pull two, we'll be able to do better work.
1: Question, my friend. What's that? If I were to see these schools of fish Hmm? and freeze them in place, would that be easier or harder to pull in?
0: Uh, harder because well the boat's moving, that's how we catch the fish, is trailing the nets and just kind of guiding the nets a little bit to where we can see the fish, or if we can't see them, then we just kind of hope.
1: Okay, so I will not use magic.
0: Alright. Now, downstairs... Or below decks, downstairs. Below decks, I wasn't in the Navy. Um, you do your first five hours of rowing, uh, Mr. Credo. I need you to make either a, an athletics check or a strength check at minus two. Uh,
3: an athletics or a strength at minus two? Mm-hmm. Well, let's go with the standard of athletics since it doesn't have a penalty and it'd be the same number
0: anyways. Okay. Oh, there's an ace. A nice round total of 14. So you you actually, you get going and then Halger starts yelling at you. Slow down! Slow down! Stay off the beat! Because you are just pulling like a madman. And those of you up above, uh, yeah, above decks, you guys notice that Captain Wragg is kind of irritated because every once in a while he has to steer the boat back on course because it's like you guys are pulling hard to port. Not sure why, but... Um, and then at the end of your five-hour shift, you need to make a vigor check, already. Now this one won't have a penalty because you're only doing your first one and at the end of the shift you you're tired, but you're not quite fatigued. I mean, you you're still able to do things, but you're definitely feeling that. That is a totally different type of work.
3: Yep. And she's upset that we're pulling to this side. Yep. I'm going to ask her if there's any longer oars, and I could just sit in the middle and rear both sides.
0: She looks at you like you're mad. He says, no, no, nobody could lift that, that long of oars. The ones we're lifting now are 30 pounds each. That's it? Yeah, I mean, as long as they are in unrealty, you don't want to try and control two of those.
3: Well, maybe not today. But maybe tomorrow, if we have longer oars, give me a fair shot on it and we'll see.
0: She raises an eyebrow and says, I'll see what I can do. And uh, as the sun sets and Rag pulls the boat off to one side of the river, um, he drops Anchor and then... Pardon me. Uh, The crew members all make their way to the uh, cruise room, where, or not the cruise room, into uh, the meeting room, which is right here. The stateroom, that's the word I was looking for. And you, of course, are invited along as... Both uh, Grassneck and Thid serve up a stew, and let me make the uh, roll.
2: Oh, anyways, Grassneck, that's the reason why fish smell like fish. So that's all Thid's been doing while he's been de heading and deboning. He's been giving Grassneck lessons on the science behind fish.
0: All right. Grashnack somehow finds the wherewithal to focus. (laughs) And he creates what ends up being an actually, with a row of six on his common knowledge roll for cooking, he turns out to make what is actually a pretty decent meal. him. all of the crew members kind of look surprised. And they all kind of... uh, Congratulating on doing such a good job. And you notice that Captain Rag just kind of eyes you because I mean, he heard that tail end of the conversation as you were coming in and he just kind of shakes his head wearily. And uh, one of the things that they do have is Halger comes up and she's got like a, a pony keg, in size keg. And she says, All right. Everybody grab your mugs. It's time for your grog. Um,
2: Gash, what's what's grog?
0: The crew kind of looks at you like you're mad. And, whispered uh,
2: it to Gash.
0: Oh. Gash? Oh, they, uh... That's, that's the nickname book, I gave them. <sighs> Gash We're now. buddies now. So he looks at you and says, it's, it's what we all drink and the water that we get isn't necessarily clean. So we cut it with alcohol to kill whatever bad stuff is in it. Okay.
2: Does it taste all right?
0: Tastes like grog. Okay. All right. Does everybody drink their grog? Yeah, so all right. Um, it doesn't taste horrible. I mean, it's basically river water and about the cheapest ale that they could get. So it could definitely do with an improvement, but it's it's not the worst thing you've had. And shortly after that. Calgra announces lights out. And all the uh, deckhands make their way up to the crew quarters. And as you guys get up there, um, let me turn a light on in here. There we go. You can see as when you first came in, There are multiple hammocks. Just enough for the entire crew, minus you guys. But they do have spare hammocks that you guys can hang or you can sleep on the uh, floor of the uh, crew quarters. Yeah, There we go. And there is nothing worse than a room full of Half orcs snoring. So as you guys are laying there listening to it, I need all of you guys to make a vigor check overnight.
3: I'll say I'm probably snoring just as loud.
0: All right. All them dice. okay so let me scroll back here looks like Krato got a 17 so yeah he sleeps soundly um, fed with a seven I mean you're kind of disturbed by it but uh you do manage to get enough sleeps so that way you're not fatigued but blizz and spike are you guys gonna stay with your uh, with your three and two respectively or do you guys want to benny that? I'm going
1: to
0: try gonna to bend, bend it. Alright, go ahead and bend that. Alright, so both of you with fives. That's that's really nice. Um, you guys both, just like with Fid, you guys kind of get disturbed on and off through the night. But it's not enough to make you um, fatigue the next day.
1: And... I just assumed, like, I was, like, tossing, turning, and then finally took my shield cloak and wrapped it around my head, like, to buffer the noise.
0: That sounds fair. And then the next morning, as you guys all report for your duty stations, um, go ahead and move to your spots. Fid doesn't have far to go
2: morning, Gash.
0: And Shard is going to be working the opposite side of you, there, Blizz. However, there's another one that's kind of keeping an eye on you. Um, He's currently working on getting the ropes and everything set up alongside the ship. So, um, Fid, Gash looks a little hungover. When you say, hello, Gash, he's like, uh... And reaches down underneath and pulls out what appears to be that pony keg and pours himself a little bit of grog. and says, Give me a few. Oh, okay. And he sits down. He moves back over here. Sits down on the crates. And within minutes, he is asleep and snoring. Uh
2: Well, I guess I could. Um, what are, like, my, what ingredients do I have to make a breakfast?
0: Um, there's your typical hardtack, lots of fish, some fruits, but not much. Um, and then, of course, the spice rack up above. And you can make your, uh, your science check if you want to try and figure out what all they are.
2: Uh, yeah, let's try that first.
0: All right. So there's a few that you just can't identify, um, short of having, like, a full alchemical lab, but pushing those off to the side, you've got your normal salt, pepper, they've got some oregano, and various other, like, common spices. Okay. So if you want to make a common knowledge check to cook the meal... Uh, no Ooh,
2: I that's, do a, good.
0: that's a two. I wanna do good. Uh, go. you gonna fish for a ruse or anything? Because you're up I, to the four, uh, so.
2: no this is like my my sixth hour in the kitchen. I'm I'm still learning.
0: Okay. Uh, well the floor so. is a success, so you think you've made a pretty solid meal. Um Spike, go ahead and make your athletics check to climb up. Oh, you gonna, you're gonna stand with that three? Or you're gonna no, I don't
4: want to fall.
0: Somehow I knew that was gonna be your decision. Still out of three.
4: Cool, I'm falling.
0: Right, you still got a Benny left.
4: Yeah, but I feel like worse things are gonna happen to me. You know, I got that feeling.
0: You got, you, you I got, got
4: a feeling.
0: You got a bad I'm feeling. I'm basically a
4: pirate now, and bad things happen to pirates, you know?
0: Ah. Alright, so you're not able to climb up there and one of the other half-orcs looks at you disgustedly and says, Get below Dax. I'll do this. Fine. And he sends you down to row.
4: Oh, God.
1: Way to suck, cactus. No, I All can't right.
4: see that.
0: Um, oh, yeah. I guess I do need to put lights down there. Because there are lights down here So
1: Look on the bright side At least they didn't send you to go muck the stalls Yeah, look yeah. on the bright side You can't see, Mike Yeah That's an insensitive joke Max. I'm an insensitive man <laughs> True like
2: You're a very story. sensitive man
0: <laughs> There we go All right. Lights in both spots. (laughs) Are we having issues? Who?
4: I don't know. Are we?
0: The door, you keep opening and closing the door to the uh, rolling deck.
4: No, like I click, click now it's open and it just shuts randomly.
0: That's weird. I wasn't
4: clicking it again to close it. I have no idea.
2: That's one way to introduce you to the the rowing team. Just come in and slam the door a whole bunch.
3: (laughs) She was just rowing with the door.
0: Yeah. And she keeps trying to run into the wall.
4: Well, why can't I go into the spot to my north?
0: So you have have to to go down the stairs. All right. Okay,
4: I'm ready to put my little arms to use.
0: Well, that'll come after after five hours or so.
4: Okay.
0: So back up here, uh, Blizz, you get started on the fishing. Yes. So I'm fishing. I need you to. Go ahead and make your um, strength check, I think, is what you did, right?
1: Yes, because I do not have survival. No survival for me. All right. Strength. 11. That's a raise. Just perking right. this stuff up.
0: So you are just hauling and, I mean as you're leaning over and grabbing the net and hauling it in, you have to lean back over, grab more of the net, haul it in, lean back over, grab the net, and as you pull, there is a snap of wood. I want you to make a majority check at minus two. Oh fuck. Fuck 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 fuck.
1: Minus two. Hit the roll. Uh, I'm going to Benny that, since it was a one. (laughs) It's a one again. It is a one again. I have one Benny left. And this is just agility, not athletics?
0: This is straight agility. It's an evasion check.
1: Okay. All right, I'm weighing the options here. Looking at the time... I'm gonna game. I'm gonna game. Let's Benny this last one. And a three still fails. Fuck
0: yes. You go falling overboard right into the water as a section of the deck railing just gives way. And as you are sputtering and flapping your hands and doing your best to keep your head above water before you calm down from the panic, you see... Back behind the boat, a couple of things. And uh, there's your there's couple of things. A, a pair of very large alligators surface and start swimming towards you. And that's where we'll pick up next week. You, you, you hate me. I'm not going
1: to call you names this time. New season, I'm not going to call you a son of a bitch. I'm just going to think it real bad.
0: <laughs> All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. And uh, we'll see you next time on Legend of the House Saints. And like I said before, check out our sponsor. Right up above me there at the very top of the screen, uh, Poppets Coffee. And I will put the links in the uh, comments down below as well as for the uh, Spotify folks and other podcast listeners, it'll be right there in the description. Have a great time, and we'll see you next time.
1: Bye, everybody.
0: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Nights at the Smith Dinner Table actual play videos and podcasts use trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated use under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Nights at the Smith Dinner Table is not published indoors or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Incorporated and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. This game references the Savage World game system, available from Pinnacle Entertainment Group at www.peginc.com. It is unofficial media content permitted under the Media Network Content Agreement. This content is not managed, approved, or endorsed by Pinnacle Entertainment Group. Certain portions of the materials used are the intellectual property of pinnacle and all rights are reserved savage worlds all related settings and unique characters locations and characters logos and trademarks are copyrights of pinnacle entertainment group